Hi everyone. Welcome to the Connectors podcast. I'm Ashi and today we'll discuss about the business conglomerate system in South Korea known as the Jaebols and one in Japan known as the Kiribsu system. So let's understand first what is a Jaebol structure. South Korea's Jaebol represent a group of large business entities that are very important to the nation's economic structure. Investment in South Korea's research and development is largely driven by Jaebols. These represent roughly half of the value of the country's stock market. So Jaebols are owned, controlled and managed by the same family dynasty generally that are group of founders. Family members are usually placed in the management positions which give them more control over the way the business operates. Although some of the originating families are not necessarily majority stakeholders in the Jaebols now, they may still have some association with them. There are roughly two dozen well-known family-owned Jaebols that operate in the South Korean economy. Some examples are Samsung, Hyundai, SK Group, LG Group, and etc. are some of the biggest and the most prominent Jaebols. These companies account for more than half of the country's export. and together they help bring in the majority of south korea's capital from foreign sources jaebol account for more than half of korea's exports and help bring the majority of foreign capital jaebol have generally had a great relationship with the south korean government support from the federal government of jaebols began after the korean war as a way to help rebuild the economy Since 1960s the federal government has provided and guaranteed special loans subsidies and tax incentives to Jaebol especially to ones which are involved in construction steel oil and chemical industries there have been largely a lot of criticism for the Jaebol structure the charge often levied against the Jaebol is that they have impeded the development of the small and medium sized businesses in the south korea creating massive imbalances in the economy henceforth while the south korean government has made occasional attempts to curb the power and influence of jaebols over the years these efforts have met with mixed success another concern about jaebol is that consolidating significant market resources into conglomerates puts the economical stability of south korea at risk which they should fail For example, Samsung on its own has grown to represent some 20% of the GDP in South Korea. Jaebols are often accused of hoarding profits and expanding their operations factories overseas rather than reinvesting in the domestic economy. It is contrasted that about 90% of workers in the country working in small and medium-sized businesses, meaning a small proportion of the overall population is employed by conglomerate that hold considerable sway over the country's economy the concentration of market power and reliance on jaebols have made south korea dependent on their conglomerates to prop to point where the government has to support these entities during the final crisis this is also problematic as smaller and more smaller business from other countries offer more competition Though Jaebols often comprise a multitude of business units with extensive manufacturing capabilities, the sheer size of the overall organization can be detrim- detriment when swiftness is needed. Furthermore, their ability to innovate and grow may not have to keep pace with the speed and dexterity of small companies from other nations, where Jaebols suffer from such slow and stagnating 
growth, the effects can be felt significantly across large segments of Korea. Now let's talk about the Kiritsu system in Japan. Kiritsu refers to the Japanese business structure comprised of network of different companies including banks, manufacturers, distributors and the supply chain partners. Before the Kiritsu system, the primary form of corporate governance in Japan was the Zaibatsu which referred to the small and family-owned businesses that eventually involved into large and monopolistic holding companies. A horizontal Kiritsu refers to an alliance of cross-shareholding companies led by a Japanese bank that provides a range of financial services. A vertical Kiritsu is a partnership of manufacturers, suppliers and distributors that work cooperatively to increase efficiency and reduce costs. A drawback of the Kiritsu system is that easy to access capital which can lead a company to take too much debt and invest is a risky strategy. So let's compare what are the Shebos and Kiritsu's major differences. So fundamentally both of them are different in their own selves. So Shebos are generally controlled by the founding families while Kiritsu businesses are run by professional managers. Table ownership is also centralized where Kiritsu businesses are decentralized. Both Japanese and the South Korean people view the Kiritsu and Shebos as important players in the intercomestic economies, as well as sources of national pride. However, they have recently faced criticism for both of its outdated structure of leadership and business operations. The Kiritsus have been criticized for centralizing all power to the top firms where they are able to exploit small firms in the same network where forces low prices. In many instances, the profit gained from the largest firms have come to the expense of the smaller ones. In South Korea, the Shebos have been become notorious due to its close connections to the government and the corrupt practi practices that have been involved. Although both the Shebos and Kiretsus have played significant roles in recovering the post-war economy of Japan and Korea, its unchecked power has led to adverse effects in both the economic and the political realms. If their influence in these corporations continue to grow, they will not only become clearer examples of corny capitalism, but will also lead to a lot of destruction in the global economy. So that's about from my side. Thank you and see you in the next one.